You're great. Wow. Really, it's the opposite. When I grow up, I want to be like Pastor Daryl. <laughs> Amen. And um, for some reason, I quit growing at 15. And uh, so, anyway, this is amazing. Um, where I come from in eastern North Carolina, if we had snow outside like this, nothing, no one would be outside. All the bread and the milk would be gone off the shelves. I see people from the south, yeah, yeah, yeah. School would be canceled, all the kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just awesome. And uh, what a privilege it is to be here. And happy birthday to Dr. Merrill Sr. And um, we send uh, all of our, our church family and our staff and my family sends their love to you. And uh, what an honor it is to be here underneath the leadership of your pastor, uh, Daryl, and uh, his wonderful wife and family. And uh, what a blessing it is to just, to, to just share this moment together. And uh, relationships are, are being strengthened, and God's kingdom is being advanced. And uh, I can see that at Christian Life Church. And I uh, praise God for that. I, since I was here, I think um, spring of 2013... My family has changed dramatically. And uh, if they can, they're going to, th can they throw the picture up? We're going to throw a picture up. Um, I have two grandchildren now that I did not have in, uh, in 2013. My, my oldest uh, son uh, and his beautiful wife, Lauren. Uh, we have Liam, who is uh, 16 months. And we have Mia who is three months. That's how close they are together. Uh, just a little, around a year apart. And then uh, just two weeks ago, my middle son Blake, who is our worship leader at our church, and uh, he uh, married this beautiful young lady, Sarah, who we consider Sarah and Laura. Lauren now our daughters. And, uh, and then my wife is there, my mother-in-law. And then my dad of 83 years, who has been a longtime friend of Dr. Merrill's. And, uh, and then my youngest son, Matthew, who uh, beat your pastor in basketball when he came back in May. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, my family sends their love to you, and uh, we're just excited to be able to come and share this moment. If uh, you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to uh, the book of John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 7. John chapter 16 and verse 7. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And uh, they'll have it on the screens for you, uh, for your uh, convenience as well. John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, these are the words of Christ. These are the words of Jesus in red letter, if you have a red letter edition Bible. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for what You've already accomplished and done here today. And I just humbly ask that You would use me to further advance this worship experience that the words of life would prevail in this moment. And we thank you in Jesus' name. 
And Lord, help the Panthers beat the Falcons. Amen. All right, okay. All right. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I'm sorry. I, forgive me. I'm not a Bear fan, but I am a Panther fan. From, and, and we're in the dungeon. We need, we need a rescue. And it's, it, it's, it's the bottom versus the bottom today. So anyway, uh, Jesus says these powerful words, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. I, I just, I can imagine the disciples standing there trying to figure that one out. Okay, we've seen this guy raise the dead, heal the sick, open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. We've seen him, you know, feed 5,000 and, and just miracle after miracle. And he's looking at, the, at, at, at his disciples and he says, guys, it's, it's to your advantage that I leave. It's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the helper cannot come. And so it, it, it's interesting that Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit not only as our helper, but He refers to Him here as our advantage. I don't know about you, but I'm all the time trying to find, you know, the advantage. That, that little extra, you know, that, that, that advantage, uh, you know, you're looking at the latest book, the latest how-to book on, on how to do something a little bit better. Or I, I'm, I'm always thinking about the latest technology, you know, I want, the, I want the latest advancement. I'm not as quite as up at, as, as some. Uh, but, but, you know, you think about... How, how many of you back in the day, you remember the days... And I'm going to date myself right here. But how many of you remember... The, but I am a grandparent. But how many of you remember the days of the bag phone? Did you really have one of those? I did. Man, I thought that we had arrived. You know, when we got that first bag phone, that, I mean, you know, we were... We were up there with, with the, uh, you know, the, 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 the in crowd, and, and uh, we had this bag phone. And then, then we, we, progressed to the, we progressed to the flip phone. Anybody remember the, anybody remember the flip, flip, flip phone? How, how many of you still want to... Will you really admit that you still have a flip phone? Do you really? Oh, my goodness. And then, you know, I, I got one of those... Uh, AT&T came out with that one that would slide... Oh, man, and it was silver, and it would vibrate. I'd be in the pulpit, and all of a sudden, whoo, glory. You know, I'd feel a vibration, you know. And, uh, and then we graduated to the latest technology, the iPhones and the smartphones, and, and the, uh, now the iPhone 6 Plus, and all these wonderful advantages. We're all the time thinking of how we can get the advantage. I know, you, I know I've got some golfers in the room. Yes, amen. I got some golf. I see some golfers in the room. I feel that, I feel that kindred spirit, you know, and uh, you know, you want that latest technology, that latest driver, you know, that's going to help you to hit it at least three feet further than your, your competitor, you know, and uh, so we're all the time thinking about the advantages. Because why? Because we understand our limitations. Jesus chose as God in the flesh, He chose to understand our limitations. He chose to feel our infirmities. He chose to understand what our temptations would be, what our difficulties would be, what our challenges would be. He chose that 
and, and 100% God, 100% man that He was, but He chose and He understood His earthly limitations. He understood that, that in His body it was God in the flesh and He was God in the flesh and, 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 and lines would form and people would climb up into trees to get a view or to get a good listen to what He had to say. Sometimes crowds would gather and, and they would be hungry and, because they wanted to hear what He had to say. He never in all of His life, other than whenever He was an infant and, and His mom and dad was fleeing from, from um, uh, His destruction by Herod, He never left the borders of Israel. And, and so he understood the limitations and, and, and uh, he chose that. And, 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 and lines would form and crowds would gather and, and, and people would push through crowds just to touch his garment. I mean, there were, there were limitations. He, he wasn't everywhere all the time in his earthly ministry. Can you imagine if Jesus were, were here today in His earthly ministry in, in the context of our culture today? Can you imagine how many flights would leave from Chicago O'Hare today to get in line to see Jesus? Can you imagine that? But yet Jesus says, it is to your advantage. It's to your advantage that I go away because if I go away... The comforter will come. The helper will come. The advantage will come. The Holy Spirit will come. And so he understood this. And, and so when his ministry was birthed, and in Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19, we read in the Living Bible that Jesus says this. The Spirit, he takes up the book of Isaiah and he reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to announce that captives shall be released and the blind shall see, the downtrodden shall be freed from their oppressors, and that God is ready to give blessings to all who come to Him. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He had the capacity to understand in his limitations of his earthly ministry that the Spirit of God was going to be the advantage in his own life as he was the first human being to have the fullness of the Spirit of God. And as, 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 re, yes, as a result of that, his ministry changed communities, changed lives, and reached the world. And Jesus depended upon the Holy Spirit for His ministry. From conception, the Holy Spirit placed the seed in the womb of the Virgin Mary. From the very conception to the very resurrection, because the Scripture says this same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. So he depended upon the Holy Spirit as his advantage in his earthly ministry. And he says to his disciples, and he says to us today, that it is better that I go away, then I can send the same Holy Spirit that I have, I can release him into your life. And he will empower you to do the things that I have done, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. All at the same time, He's in heaven building that beautiful place that is prepared for you and me.
Wow, what a God we have. Amen? He is incredible. Yes, give Him some love right now. Amen. I want to share a couple of principles with you about the advantage. The advantage to us. The first principle I want to share is the advantage is assigned, and we're going to call the Holy Spirit today because Jesus did. We're going to call Him the advantage, okay? We're just going to call Him the advantage. We're going to refer to Him throughout this message today as the advantage. The advantage is assigned to remembrance. In the book of John 14, 26, Jesus says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. I am so thankful for the reminder of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance some of the things that we have a tendency to forget. Some of the things that we've read and we've studied and the enemy will begin to maybe work in our mind or begin to discourage us or, or, or begin to, we'll begin to second guess maybe who we are in Christ. And, but then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit starts reminding us of what Jesus said. Look at what it says in this verse. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit starts reminding us that Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We start hearing and being reminded that Jesus says that you and I can do all things through Him who strengthens us. We start being reminded that Jesus said that, that I am for you, therefore who can be against you? We start being reminded that Jesus says that you are my joint heirs. You are my brothers and my sisters. You are heirs of the kingdom. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, the Holy Spirit starts reminding us that there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. The Holy Spirit starts to remind us that yes, in this world we're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes! The Holy Spirit starts bringing to my remembrance who I am in Jesus and what I have in Christ and who I am because of whose I belong to Him. It's not who I am. It's whose I am. <laughs> Amen? It's whose I am. Thank God that He reminds us that He said, I will bless you. He reminds us, He said, I will give you rest. He reminds us that He said, I will heal your body. He reminds us that He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you comfortless. What are we forgetting? Let the Holy Spirit remind you right now who you are in Christ. Let Him remind you what God has said about you. What Jesus has said about you. You're the apple of His eye. You're created in His image and in His likeness. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a custom design. Nobody else has your fingerprint. Do you realize that no one else has your hand clap? 
No one else has your fingerprint. No one else has the, 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 the lens of your eye. Wow. Let God, Spirit, let the advantage remind you today of what God has said about you. Secondly, let the advantage be assigned to your revelation. He's assigned to our revelation. In John 16, 13 through 15, in the New International Version, it reads, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. There was one thing about the Holy Spirit. It's not going to draw attention to me. It's going to draw attention to Jesus. It's going to be about Jesus. He's going to glorify Jesus. Because it is from me that He will receive what He will make known to you. There's the revelation. Isn't it interesting that Pastor Daryl was talking about on his, his uh, retreat, the, re- the revelation, God was just birthing in him or burning in him the, the desire to read Revelation. Isn't it amazing that the book of Revelation is, is, begins this way? John, the revelator, was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Wow. And all of the messages to the seven churches of Asia Minor in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation declares for us to do what? Hear what the Spirit says to the church. That's amazing to me that the revelation capacity that you and I can have from reading God's Word and studying God's Word is inspired by the advantage of the Holy Spirit. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. How many of you have ever done this before? You read a passage of Scripture and it spoke something to you at that very moment, at that very time, that just really ministered and, man, it just hit home right where you were at. And then, and then maybe six months later you went back to the same passage of Scripture and you saw something brand new. I mean, it just came alive in a whole different way than it did six months ago. Message that I've studied years ago. I would go back and look at the text and, and get a brand new message out of it, Pastor. And, and, and Because why? The advantage is a sign to bring revelation to us. So when we're reading the book, we're not just reading it intellectually. We're reading it from a, a transformed life. We're reading it. Inspiration is, is inspired by the Holy Spirit, the words of life. And we're reading it because it's alive. The Holy Spirit brings things to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit, the advantage, is assigned to our revelation. And then thirdly, the advantage is assigned to relationship. The Holy Spirit is the active member of the Godhead in the earth today. And He is assigned to introduce us to who Jesus is. And that's the only way we can get our relationships right, is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You know, my family was a mess for years. My grandfather, when my dad was 13 years old and he was the oldest of three other siblings, my grandfather walked out on my grandmother and those three kids. My dad was 13 and he was the oldest. And my father had to quit school. He had to get a job. He had to go to work. He had to become the man of the house at 13 years old. My grandfather left and they didn't see him, didn't hear from him. And um, 
it, it made it very difficult on the family, very difficult on the home, very challenging. But my grandmother was very, very determined, and my dad's very determined and strong-willed, and they worked hard, and they provided, and they made it. At 16 years of age, my, my father went to a revival service one night, heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit was introducing who Jesus was, the advantage. And as a result, my father gave his life to Christ at 16. Just about six months later, while he was praying and believing and trusting God, the Holy Spirit calls him into ministry and he begins to preach the gospel at 16 years of age. And you saw a picture of him just a few moments ago. He's 83. He still travels to the Dominican Republic and preaches at least once a year. And uh, he's still ministering after 67 years, the gospel of Jesus. That's awesome. Amen? But a few years after that, into my, my dad's ministry, my grandfather showed up in one of his meetings one night. Sat on the back, under Holy Spirit conviction. I still believe in Holy Spirit conviction. I still believe the Holy Spirit's assigned to relationships. And so, the service concludes. My grandfather calls my dad. My father ends up leading my grandfather to Jesus Christ. He gets saved at 38 and begins preaching the gospel. And preached the gospel until he died in the pulpit at 58, preaching the gospel. My grandfather started another family all in all of that time and, and uh, met another woman, had other children. But the Holy Spirit is assigned to relationships. And my grandfather, knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to right our relationships, one day he drove to my grandmother's house in South Carolina. He went into the house and she welcomed him in. And he sat down and he said, Will you forgive me? Will you forgive me for abandoning you and leaving you to those children? My grandmother, godly woman, godly woman, she said, Absolutely, I forgive you. Now, they didn't get back together and nothing like that because all these other families had already started. But there was forgiveness. There was a healing in the relationship. It was such a healing to the extent until to this very day, we all work together in the same organization, in the same ministry. Because my grandfather's other three daughters from the other relationship, they all three married preachers and preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You tell me the Holy Spirit cannot be assigned to bring healing to our relationships. And you may be sitting there today thinking, how can, we've got a mess in my home. We've got a mess in my family. But God takes the messes and He turns them into what I'm saying here today. The Holy Spirit turns them into messages that glorify Jesus Christ, that He can heal the relationships that have been broken. You can have an exchange of forgiveness between the ones who have been hurt and you can go on living for Jesus and advancing His kingdom for His glory. Somebody praise the Lord with me today. Amen. Praise God. He 
He's assigned to relationships. That's why in the early church when there was such a division between Jew and Gentile, the Holy Spirit worked on Peter when he was on the rooftop praying and seeking God. And he revealed to him Cornelius was doing the same thing. But Peter being a Jew was certainly apprehensive of this, this, this changing of the guard and this changing of the community. And, and, and he, it was challenging him to overcome his bias and his prejudice. But the Holy Spirit orchestrated that to the extent that Peter came down off of the roof and he stepped across the threshold of Cornelius' house in Acts chapter 10 and he leads a Gentile to Jesus Christ. And now we have Jews and Gentile coming to the kingdom and then we know advances to that that in the book of Acts that when Paul gets to Ephesus those Gentiles there had not received the Holy Spirit but then he laid hands upon them and they received the Holy Spirit just like they did on the day of Pentecost wow isn't that good the Holy Spirit is assigned to relationships The final thing is the Holy Spirit is assigned as a renewable resource. There are two words in the New Testament that speak of power in reference to the Holy Spirit. One is the word exousia, which means authority. And then there's the one in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, which is the word dunamis, which means capable of reproducing itself. That's why we sit here today And we've experienced the reproducing of the Holy Spirit. In the moment of worship, in the time of worship, we have enjoyed His presence. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Now what have I got to do, Pastor, as I close? Musicians come. What do I have to do? You're receiving the advantage. is up to you and I because the Holy Spirit has already been given. He's already been given. Now, of course, when Paul got to the church of Ephesus, Ephesus said, we've not even heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. And so he had to do some teaching, which is what we're doing here today. We're doing some teaching on the Holy Spirit because all the time in my church, we're a diverse church. We represent four continents. Uh, we, We have all cultures. Um, Right there in the middle of the Bible Belt, we have all that because we're very unique. But I have a lot of people that come and they've they've sat in services, sat in pews, sat in chairs, been members of churches, and never heard about the Holy Spirit. Never heard of the advantage that Jesus said would be ours if He left. He's already been given. It's up to us to receive it. Here's how we receive it. Number one, we obey Him. Acts 5.32 says that... We as witnesses of these things, so also the Holy Spirit, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. In Luke 11, 13, it says we're to ask Him. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? And then in Acts 19, 2, as I've been referring to, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said unto Him, We have not so much heard as whether there be any Holy Spirit. But He says... He will give to those who have you received the Holy Spirit. Something to sign up for. Several years ago, when my wife and I first got married, I told her, I said, Honey, I said, when we get our 25th wedding anniversary, I said, I'm going to take you to Hawaii. You better be able to back that up, guys. 
Watch out what you promise when you first, you know, you got all this faith and hope and, and no money. And I said, honey, I said, I'm going to take you to Hawaii. Well, about 12 years into the marriage, I said, man, this thing's going good. We're going to make it. <laughs> We're going to get there. And so I better start preparing. And so I signed up for Advantage Points. And I started saving points. And for 13 years, I saved points. And when we reached our 25th wedding anniversary, I flew my wife and I to Honolulu, first class, for $40 a piece. Cha-ching! Come on, somebody. <laughs> I learned some tricks of the trade from Jen and, and Pastor Harry and others, and I started saving points with Hyatt. And we stayed on Waikiki Beach in the Hyatt for free. Yeah. Because why? We signed up for the advantage. I want you to sign up for the advantage. I tell people all the time because a lot of people get, they misunderstand and they start pursuing a gift rather than the giver. They start pursuing a manifestation rather than the Holy Spirit. All I want to ask you to do is receive Him. All I want to ask you to do is ask for Him. And obey Him when He speaks to you. And, and let Him be the advantage in your life. Amen? And you will have the results of what Jesus said would be to your advantage. The Holy Spirit is here. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me today? Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You have orchestrated this weekend. You have ordered our steps. You have brought us to this place. There are healing in this room that are going to be manifested. Healing hearts. Healing bodies. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon us today. He hath anointed us today. And I thank you that what you want to accomplish and do in our lives, we obey you, we ask for you, and we receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. While our heads are bowed and eyes are closed for just a moment, as I said, the Holy Spirit, what matters most to Him is that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the most important desire that matters the most to the Holy Spirit. Because He is assigned to relationships. That's why He worked with Peter and Cornelius at the same time. That's why He's worked with me to bring this message today. And He's working on your heart at the same time. That's why last night four people responded. Because the Holy Spirit was working in their life. And this morning as the Holy Spirit is working in your life... I want to just encourage you to respond. If there's breakdowns and issues and maybe sin that has gone unconfessed, today's the day. The Holy Spirit has dealt with you. The Holy Spirit has maybe dealt with you about some unforgiveness in your life. Maybe some, some unresolved conflicts.
in your home or on your job. The Holy Spirit is talking to you about your heart, what you can do in this situation. And that is that you can surrender it all to Christ. Maybe you've never been born again. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but the Holy Spirit has brought you here to this moment. And today's the day of salvation. And today begins your new creation in Christ. And you're sitting there today and you say, Pastor, help me. Help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Well, we want to do that. We certainly do. And I appreciate you asking for that right now. Because I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to pray with me. A prayer of repentance. A prayer of forgiveness. A prayer to get our relationships right. And that begins with God. You want me to lead you in that prayer right now? Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. And I ask for your forgiveness. I'm sorry that I've failed you. I believe that you died. And I believe that you rose again. And you're faithful to me. The Holy Spirit has brought me to you today. Because you are my solution, Jesus. You are my answer. And I begin following you from this day forward. I am yours, Lord. You are my Lord. I call you Lord. And I will pursue you. And I will be your disciple. In Jesus' name. Thank you for saving my soul. And redeeming me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. While our heads are still bowed and our eyes are still closed because that's a personal moment between you and God. Today, if you prayed that prayer with me for the first time ever in your life, that you've ever prayed and asked Jesus to come into your heart and your life, would you slip your hand up while our heads are bowed? Would you do that? Would you do that? You've never prayed and asked Jesus into your life. You've never prayed and asked Jesus to be your Savior. Praise God. That's where I always like to begin. All right. Secondly, you prayed that prayer with me, Pastor, because there was some unforgiveness or there was some issues in my life that I, the Holy Spirit was dealing with me and I needed to get it right with God. Would you raise your hand right now? You just prayed that prayer. God bless you. God bless you. Hands all. Yes. Many, many hands. Thank you. God bless you. You may put those down. We're going to enter into a time of worship as we close. We began worshiping. We close worshiping. And as we do, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. I want you to receive Him. I want you to allow Him to flow through you. And you receive the advantage. As Pastor Darrell comes back, we're going to give you an opportunity to go deeper in God's Spirit. To get more of the advantage. Get more points with the advantage. Because He is our blessing that Jesus has given to us as the gift and the promise of the Father. Thank you. God bless you. It's been a joy to be here. Amen. Pastor Darrell.